Recorded by The Way in Brea. Lead pastor Von Jarrett has a heart for the people at The Way and a desire to reach the lost. The Way's production department prays this message is a blessing to you and that you find yourself closer to God through application. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Is, was, is that why you had to do announcements? Awesome. Praise God. <clears throat> God is good, amen? amen? Amen. That was hard watching that video. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> as we saw them open the spout, one of the guys was struggling. He just didn't even know how to open the you know and uh, and people rushing like water they're rushing just to see water yeah. and I was just thinking back there and be, being convicted like how many times do I have all these extra water balls that the kids leave around you know around the house and I don't know who's who's and and you know I don't want people sharing water so I just dump it like It's, um, but thank God for uh, reminding us and showing us perspective of how to be thankful uh, of everything that he's created. It produces life. Like she said, you know, it, um, they use water for vegetation, for crops, so they, that they can eat and they could um, have, have clean waters. It, it's, um, it's amazing. I want to be part of that. I want to do things like that. You know, I want to be able to help my, our brothers and sisters across the world, Amen. and even down the street. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Oh, um, but we have to make a conscious effort. Yeah, uh, as Ray was touching on it last week, and it, it really is it was bothering me this past week. You know, when he said the enemy um, consumes us and keeps us busy, Amen. you know, those things will now allow us to do things like that, right? Right. So as I'm really busy last week at work and not enough time to get up, you know, to read, to get into the word, it's just frustrating. And I remember hearing that over and over, raised the exact things he was saying. It's like, I can't, I got to stop. I'm not going to let him win and open my Bible and read and pray for a little bit. You know, it's tough. Anyhow, uh, as you guys know, I got some big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. This was uh, when Pastor said, uh, I need you to you know, share with, with the church. I was like, come on, man. Let me just continue with Wednesdays. And Ray got it. Ray's got it. Um, 
But the Lord, the Lord has different plans, I guess. And uh, we just have to be obedient and, um, and trust in him. Um, so real quick, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, I want to just recap on what, you know, as we started in the journey uh, in the book of Matthew, uh, the first uh, pastor was, you know, I'll share some of my notes here, but he shared about the coming of the king of Jesus and, and him being the king of kings. Um, he, he touched on knowledge versus wisdom. And wisdom is greater than knowledge, and wisdom is knowledge in action, is what he shared with us. I, 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 that's, that, that was one of my notes. The second note, um, when, he, when he said kings and kingdoms, when Jesus arrives, he challenges all kings and kingdoms. We are kings and queens of our homes, even though there is authority above us. Let us not forget that. Amen? Um, Last week, Brother Raymond brought a very strong message. I felt like I was in a boxing match after the message. It was just, you know, it was good. It was a lot of conviction, and we need that. Amen? Um, and some of my notes I wrote down, and I don't know about you guys, it was one of those messages where it was just in my mind all week. Like, throughout, you know, throughout my day, I would just, I would just hear it. And um, he said we need to imitate our king and have grace, mercy, and love for foreigners, sinners, and the unsaved, Amen. the unbelievers. Amen. Um, he said he, he reminded us that Jesus lived here in exile as an outcast here on earth for you and I. Uh, he also reminded us that we are all immigrants to this world. We are in this world and not of this world. Um, and lastly, uh, he said, immigrants seek protection, provision, prophecy, and promises. Amen? All right. So just a quick recap. Um, and before we start in today's, uh, today's topic, um, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for um, your breath in our lungs, Father God. We thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord. We thank you for being with us from the second we close our eyes until we open it, Lord. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we just um, want to hear from you, Father God. Uh, use me, Father God, as your empty, broken vessel, Lord. Anoint the words that come out of me, Lord, to your children, Father God. We are all here, Lord, to hear from you, Father, and receive from you, Lord. Help us, Father God. Lord, uh, I just ask you to just come, Lord. Come and speak to us, Father God, and let us receive. Help us just um, focus upon you and, and the heaven, Father God. Rebuke any dis, uh, discouragement or any... Um, distractions, Father God. Let them flee from here, Father, as you are present, Lord. We love you. We need you, Lord. Speak to us now in your precious name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 <clears throat> All right. So I said, I got big shoes to fill. You know, Pastor is, is a blessing to us, and his, his compassion and his creativity and 
Ray's uh, science experiment, he showed us yet last week with oil and water. <laughs> These guys uh, make, make it tough, but you know, uh, if you're not being stretched, you're not growing, right? So, praise the Lord. I'm grateful for them. Um, so today, um, we're going to be, uh, the title is The King's Cousin. All right? The King's Cousin. So we're going to be talking about a cousin today. And we're going to be focusing on um, uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 through 17. So if you have your Bibles, let's open them up. And... Um, I'm going to go through, I'm going to read it, I'm going to read the whole thing first, and then we'll um, dive into it and, and wrestle with it. So as you guys know, the king's cousin is our brother John, John the Baptist, amen? Amen. amen. And uh, so let's, uh, I'll, start, I'll start reading here. So verse 1, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who has spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and Judea and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. I'm going to stop right there. I just want to give you guys a, a quick visual of the map, uh, of, you know, just the region uh, of all the people from Judea, from Jerusalem that came to meet uh, John the Baptist for their baptism. So, as you can tell, it's, 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 you have mountains, you have you know, hills, you have, uh, you have the Sea of Galilee up north, you have the Dead Sea down south, and then connecting those two is the, the Jordan River. And uh, so you have, here's Jerusalem here down here and Judea down here. So you can see there's mountains on the way to the river. And it says, the, you know, the Jordan, the regions of the Jordan. So imagine all that Decapolis, all that Mount Gerizim, all those people coming to be baptized there. That's a long walk, right? That's a long walk. And the next picture is a visual of just what it may have looked like uh, of the baptism. <clears throat> um, we were there a couple of years ago. It doesn't look—it doesn't look like that. It's a lot more manicured, and there are steps going down to the water. You know, uh, people have made it easy, but you know, you can imagine overgrown trees and bushes, and you have the Pharisees, and you know, people just uh, there. You know, so. <clears throat> I don't know, I'm a visual learner. I like to see what I'm reading about, so it, it helps. Yeah. But I can imagine there was a lot more people than what we see in the picture. Uh, that's what I believe. All right. <clears throat> but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, 
He said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit, permit it to be so now, for this it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he, had, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Amen. 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 Wow. What a, what a time to be a part of that. you imagine being there and, and Jesus comes and, and the heavens open? You know, one thing is, um, when I read that over and over, heavens open. So it's you got to have access. You know, it, it, something's opening. It's not just like anyone can go in. Uh, just like the barn he talks about what, where he's going to be gathering, it, gathering um, wheat in his barn. The barns have doors, right? So it was interesting. As I was studying the, the passage, both of those kind of um, connected. The heavens opening and the barn having doors where he's gathering his, his wheat. So we're going to break it down. <clears throat> we're going to go back to the to the top. So it says, In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who has spoken of by the prophet Isaiah in 40.13, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. So, you know, what I received from this passage, what God put on my heart and He showed me, is John's life being identified as an immigrant of this world while surrendering through faith, love, compassion, obedience, humbleness, courage for our, for our Father's glory. Amen? I think if you really dive in, which we're going to do here, and, and see how he lived, lived his life, surrendering his ways of the world to glorify God. So the first uh, verse 1 through 3, faith, right? 
How did he have faith? This is crazy to me because faith by the word of God, amen? In Isaiah 40, in, in 43, chapter 40, verse 3, it tells us that, that, that of that moment, of that moment, right? That he is in the wilderness crying, telling people to come and repent of their sins. He's coming, right? And I was just thinking, when we read the Bible, is that what we're looking for? For his, for his, um, for his promises, for his uh, um, uh, prophecies, right? When we come across a prophecy, is, are we expecting that to come past? Right? Because if you look at how it, the, it's defined, um, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. You know, he, he's saying he's coming right now. He's coming right now. And imagine being John, baptizing people in the Jordan, knowing that Christ is coming. You know, another thing I was thinking about, like, it's his cousin, right? Did they grow up together? You know, I, so I did some research on that. And as we know, before Christ was born, he, they had to go to Egypt, right? Yeah. Right? They had to go to Egypt. So it doesn't say anything about John and Elizabeth and you know, his family following them, right? Uh, but when he was 12, when Jesus was 12, he came back, right? He, that's when he was teaching in the temple, right? So you would think maybe John and Jesus hung out, you know? They're cousins. You would think they would hang out. Anyway, it's, it's off topic. But we were, I was trying to search in the Bible to say, Lord, did you hang out with him? And it, does, it doesn't say it. But it does show, you know, being a young, um, young person, 12 years old, teenager, you know, you did go to school. They did have schools. They went to Jewish school, right? And I'm sure uh, maybe they were, in the, you know, they were in the same class together and hanging out. But I don't know. <clears throat> I always, you know, growing up, I always wanted to hang out with my cousins, so I'm sure they were hanging out. Uh, but, <clears throat> so, John, again, is showing through faith, right, he's serving the Lord, he, he, he believes in the Word of God, and in this moment, he's saying, you know, he, he's, he's excited for his coming. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, All right, uh, verse 4. And John himself was clothed in camel's hair. I'm sorry, give me one second here. Let me see here. Oh, I want to share something. I put a note here. Um, forgive me, guys. I have like four pages of notes. I don't tell pastor because, um, you know, he, I should be up here just sharing, uh, but I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Um, so... Um, regarding faith, <clears throat> when we're in Israel, <clears throat> Alma Peaches can, I think, uh, test, share about this too. Um, one of the folks, I don't know who it was, but they said when, for the Jewish, when, when their kids are born, you know what their like, number one thing is? Like to make sure that the kids receive? Anyone have a guess? What's that? Old Testament, memorizing it, yeah. <laughs> by like six, seven years old. I'm like, 
And if you think about it, at that age, kids are sponges. Their memory, are, it's amazing, right? I'm like, what? By six, seven years old, they have to memorize the whole Old Testament. How crazy is that? I'm having trouble of memorizing a couple of scriptures. You know, help me, Lord. But he does, you know, he tells us, and Pastor always reminds me of this, he will bring what um, remembrance his word when we need it the most. So even though our memory is a little jacked up from past, you know, life, uh, God's going to restore that. So, you know, faith, it's so powerful. The word of God, I mean, they make sure they memorize it. It's important. It's, it's everything. Amen? It's everything. Um, all right. That's that part. Now we're going we're gonna, to, the second um, couple of scriptures are going to describe love and compassion. John's love and compassion. And John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. So, that's love. That's being compassionate for souls. Amen? Like calling all these people, right, and telling them we have to repent. We have to repent. No one's perfect. No one's ever going to be perfect. We have to repent of our sins. And, and you know, I think here as a church at The Way, um, we, we share some of that uh, through our different ministries, right? Feeding friends, um, Carmelo and Pastor going out to Nigeria. You know, we're sharing the Lord's compassion and His love for, for His children. Um, but what do I have my notes? Let's see here. <clears throat> So as he is, can you just imagine the compassion in John when he is, I, 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 I see him as someone that's jumping up and down, almost like our pastor, and saying, guys, please, you have to repent, he's coming, right? And, uh, and, and I think some of us, you know, are challenged with that, Right? And we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit later. But <clears throat> my note show, I can just imagine John, like our pastor, jumping up and down saying, Repent! Repent! Yeah. Repent. Um, again, compassion and love. And then the next uh, uh, scripture is verse 7 through 10. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers. Man, that's bold. That's, that's, can you imagine us doing that today? Vipers, isn't that like snake, right? You're a snake. Like snakes, evil. Like calling it out. That's a, you got to be bold to do that. But, 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 he does follow it up with love, right? So we can't just say, brood the vipers and walk away, right? That's not of God. But here it says, 
who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Who warned you? He's asking him a question. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. He's begging them. I feel like he's begging them. Take the blessings of repentance. Don't, 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 don't let it pass. Repent. We all have issues. We all have faults. Repent. Amen? Amen. So his courage and boldness, but again with love. And says, and do you think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. He's saying, he knows their traditions, their beliefs, right? He's saying, don't say Abraham. There's someone above Abraham, right? And it says, for I say to you that God yeah, for I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. That's our powerful, all, almighty Father. Raise up children from these stones, he's telling them. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into fire. That's what he's telling them. If you don't, if you don't have the Lord, uh, and if you haven't accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, you're not going to be bearing fruit. And at the end, there is a place where there's going to be an unquenchable fire. Right? I mean, he's telling them the truth. He's sharing the Word of God. The most important thing that matters is what he's sharing. Amen? And that's, it. and again, for some of us, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging. But through courage and boldness, John um, was able to, to do that for everyone there. Um, and when is it the last time we invited someone to church or talked about our faith with someone? You know, I, I'll, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I don't remember the last time. I, I talk about my faith, but inviting someone to church, maybe a couple months ago, you know. And, but I do try my best every day <clears throat> through conversations with clients, with people I meet, um, you know, w walking the life. Definitely sharing my relationship with God. I try my best to do that. Um, but again, that's, you know, it, it just takes courage and boldness um, to talk about our Savior. You know? it requ it's required. Um, <clears throat> uh, verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. <clears throat> he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. We talk about this in the baptism course. And um, the baptism is, is not just a physical, it's a spiritual baptism. You know, and that's what um, John's saying here. His winnowing, I didn't know what winnowing is, so I looked it up. It says examining, inspecting, sorting, winnowing, fan, 
is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing, which means separating floor, and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. So I was trying to really get a visual of what that means. And, you know, he's going to come with a winnowing fan. He's inspecting, sorting through every single soul. And then it says, um, um, he will thoroughly clean out threshing, separating. I guess uh, the wheat, you, you know, you peel it. It's almost like, to me, the visual I got was, uh, you know, the flesh and to see the inside, the soul, the spirit that, you know, resides there. Um, to, to, to call the saved, the believers, into his barn and the rest into the unquenchable fire. Um, this area here, to me, John, uh, you know, presented humbleness, humbleness, um, and a display of reverence, uh, because here it says, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Pretty accurate perspective of who we are and who God is. Um, <clears throat> Next we have uh, verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me? I think we, we would all say that if we were in that, in that, in that uh, position. Who am I, Lord? <clears throat> but Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now. I really want you guys to focus here because I want to make sure we receive this. Jesus said, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting... Give me one second here. Permit, permit it to be so now, for this is, it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then allowed him, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom, I'm, in whom I am well pleased. Um, <clears throat> John 12, 28. Um, give me one second here. John 12, 28. John 12, 28 reads, then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. I, I love this because it, it's, uh, it's um, referencing Matthew uh, verse uh, chapter 3. So he glorified them during the baptism and he glorified them again at the cross. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. That was pretty cool, I thought. These references, guys, in the middle of your books, some of them have them. It's pretty cool. It's very, very, it really opens it up and you see a much broader, you know, a view of what God's showing us. 
So um, I use it often. I, I, I don't use it as often, but as I did this study and it shows us the different perspectives and it just, it's, it's neat to see that and God reveals a lot through that. <clears throat> I kind of had an experience like this in Israel. I don't know why all these experiences are coming from Israel, but um, actually I do know because every second of the day was about Christ, was about seeking God. You know, I didn't have to go to work. I didn't have to tend to the kids and all this stuff and drive them around from one gym to the other gym. I mean, I was 12, 13 days of just walking from location to location to where he was and what he's done. <clears throat> You guys all have to go. Brother Connie and uh, Brother Mel and Connie, you guys are the same. That's why I just said. It's one, right? They're going in February. Keep them in prayer. <clears throat> and I can't wait. I know Mel was, uh, like, maybe a year ago, I remember, he's not a big fan of traveling outside the country. Uh, but they had a good trip, uh, I think a year ago or so, two years ago, and he had a great time. And... And when they told me that they're going to Israel, I was so happy for them because when you're reading it and when you actually see it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's different. I mean, again, um, uh, you can also Google and see the, you know, uh, the, the areas. You don't have to go there. But it's, uh, it's special because, again, uh, like I just said, you can, the whole time you're focusing on God. And I just know when I spend time with the Lord, significant time, I just feel and hear from him more Amen. versus two, three minutes in the morning or, you know, five, uh, 30 seconds before I close my eyes, right before I'm closing my eyes. Thank you, Lord, protect us when we're sleeping. And, you know, it's, 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 it's there's something special when, when you really make time for the Lord. Um, and, um, you know, when it says here the heavens open and, and you know, I, I, I can only imagine, do you guys think they heard? The voice of our father, everyone that was there? Do you think? What's that? Coming. Uh-huh. John, right? Yep. But what about the other people? It says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And you know, Pat, I think that's what I've, I'm going to share now is they probably felt it, Right? So we were in Israel, and the first four days of our trip, our Jewish um, youth, um, our, the Jewish, uh, um, the guy who was lead, taking us place to place and explaining, tour guide, our tour guide, thank you. Um, he was Jewish, and as we were driving at times, he would say, Jesus Christ, you know, and then he would refer to him as, um, uh, as a prophet or not the Messiah, right? So for like three, four days, everyone on the bus is confused. Is this man you know, a, Jew, a Jew that believes in Christ? Or is, there's a lot of confusion, right, to make, to make it easy. And me and Pastor, you know, we were, we were, we were staying together, although we were talking like, what do you, what's going on? There's, you know, is he Jewish? Is he Christian? What's going on? And no one's asking him, hey, are you Jewish? Or do you believe in Jesus Christ? Right? So um, there, was this, there was a part uh, at the Sea of Galilee 
it was the Sea of Galilee where Peter's mother-in-law's house was, and we were sitting all outside. And I tell you, I experienced exactly this moment here where, you know, um, pastor just got this courage from the Holy Spirit, from the Holy Spirit to ask the man politely if he can just share with the group. And there was 80 of us, I think, or something like that, 80 of us. And we're all sitting over this ginormous uh, olive tree. And it was the coolest place. There's rocks, stones, and we're all sitting around it. And our pastor gets up and he, and he prayed. And every, I promise you, almost everything that this man stated on this trip that was kind of like uh, confusing, God made it so clear. Oh my God, it was, the, it was he made it so clear. Um, I mean, it was, you know, um, it was Jesus being present. And, you know, uh, some of these Pharisees and Sadducees that were there, right? And he was talking to them. Um, I don't know what happened to them if they accepted Christ in that moment, but I guarantee they encountered Christ. Amen. And, you know, I'll never forget um, the Jewish tour guide. Um, as pastor was praying, he encountered Christ. He encountered Christ. The heavens opened. Christ came to his son, his Jewish son. He came to him. And it was, it was the saddest thing. Like every time I think about it, I start tearing because he, the man was in tears. He was shaking. He knew. He just felt and encountered Christ. But his tradition and his understanding of what the Old Testament reads, just like the Pharisees and Sadducees, he just couldn't, he couldn't do it. He, he, he couldn't do it. And he... he um, I've never seen my pastor like that in my life where he was spiritually drained. I mean, the man was shaking. Shaking. But it was, it was the Holy Ghost. And man, it is such a beautiful thing to encounter. Um, but that comes to mind when we're talking about this moment here um, where, where Jesus gets baptized and the heavens open and you really experience uh, his presence. Um, so, question is, you know, as I was getting prepared uh, for this message with Pastor before he left, why did Jesus get baptized? That's a pretty interesting question, right? Right? We wrestled two hours over this. One little thing, two hours. And I don't even know if, it, if, if the revelation I received is if it's true or not. But uh, I'm not sure what, 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 we, what was revealed. But the first thing came to mind is God, you know, not only speaks and teaches us how to live life, but he also walks it, right? He shows us, you know, get baptized, right? He gets baptized. But what was the baptism for? What was John's baptism for? What was it? Repentance. 
Right? It was for repentance. Right. Jesus need to repent from anything? No. Who's righteous? Christ is. You know what I told Pastor when he asked me that? <laughs> I am. <laughs> you guys laugh at me. I know. I know. Laugh at me. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna receive this humility right now. And he looked at me. If you only if you only saw his face when I said that. He's like, um, it's like one of those slap your mama faces, you know. It was, it, was, it was so funny. It was so funny because, well, the way I was thinking about it, and then, he, and then he, when, he, when I saw that look, I was like, Jesus, Jesus, but Jesus is in me too. <laughs> that's how I, that's why I answered that way. But really quickly after that, God showed us how far, far away we are from righteousness. I was like, dang it. I'm probably righteous. 20 minutes of the day or hopefully more um, but he just showed, showed you know us real quick how far we are from God's righteousness but um, one thing I want to point out here is um, what was revealed to me during this two hour conversation about why Jesus got baptized is if, if, if John's baptism was, you know, the baptism of repentance, right? I feel like Jesus' baptism was to complete the repentance of, of our repentance. Uh, our Father is not only the, our Lord and Savior, but He's also our repenter. Because if you guys really think about it, when we repent... Sometimes three days later, we're lying again. Right? And the only way our repentance can be acceptable in front of our Father Almighty is with Jesus is being baptized. Amen? It's, we're always going to fall short. We're always going to fall short. We cannot think we're not going to fall short. That's a fool. We're, we're being a fool. That's the enemy lying to us. We're always going to fall short. But he comes in and fills in that gap every single time. So that was what was revealed to me. You may, be, you may receive a different re revelation through that, but I feel like when he says to fulfill all righteousness, is I feel like it's fulfilling a righteous repentance. Oh. So... Um, All right. Bear with me, church. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where I am here. Um, so, you know, real quick, I, I forgot to do this because I'm scattered brain right now. Uh, but if, if, uh, if we have, you know, after Ray's sharing about... Um, you know, our citizenship of the world and heaven. Uh, we have, we have uh, actually your citizenship today. Um, did we pass them out? Yeah. Oh, we did. Okay, good. So you guys are on track. I'm off track. Perfect. All right, good. So that is your citizenship. All right. So we, we, yeah. uh, we need to surrender our citizenship of this world church and and receive the citizenship of the true kingdom. Amen. 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 
And I think that's what John's uh, life and in this passage kind of resembles. I hope you guys see that, you know. Um, but how do we do that? How do we do that? Uh, three things I wrote down. We need to always be in need and seeking God. Amen. I forgot the word in, in, in the second song we worshiped to. Um, it was not in need. It was um, desperate for his presence. Desperate. Number two, we have to be true to ourselves about the areas that we struggle in. Amen. And we need to really focus in those areas, whatever they may be. We need to really focus. It takes energy and effort to really focus in those areas. Number three is going to be the tough one, is uh, willing to continue to surrender the areas that God helps us identify about ourselves. So all those areas that we, he reveals to us, we have to be willing to surrender that. And <clears throat> regardless of how we may look or feel, that surrendering process may be painful. May, we may look like a fool at times to the world, right? But regardless of how we feel or look, we have to surrender those things. As I mentioned, we will never be perfect, right? And one thing came to mind is what Mary shared on Wednesday about Jacob and how he was leaning on his staff um, as an assistant until his dying days. We will have to lean and beg God for, uh, for God's way in our lives. Amen? Um, we can't do it alone. Only way, only way we can do it is with Christ. Amen. It's the only way we can surrender the things of this world. Only way. And he is our assistant. He is our helper. He's there every second. Anytime we call him out, he's there. He's available. Not like us. When a friend calls us and needs help to move, you know, we're like, nope, sorry, we kids got plans. You know, he's completely opposite. But I want to dig a little deeper. What time is it? Do we? Are we, are we good? Okay. But now I want to dig a little deeper to some of the things uh, that we need to focus on um, that God can help us surrender. Number one is fear. We have to surrender fear. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm challenged with this, you know. I pray God gets me through it because last week, for the first time, I had to do client visits, office visits. And you know, you're walking in, you don't, you've never met them. You know, they don't know you, who you are. And, and it's just something that I have to overcome. Amen. But the lady with me, man, it was like a piece of cake. It was like, you know, it was like natural for her. And you can tell her energy that she brought, people were drawn to it. While I'm in the background, hi, my name is Gary. I'll be helping you guys. Yeah. So 
But the whole time, like, you know, what, 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 what are we afraid of? People are going to think what they're going to think, regardless of how you act, what you dress, what you look like, what you say, how you pray. People are going to say what they're going to say. You know, there's this, um, who is it? Let me let, let it come to mind. Um, there's one of these, you know, top producer in our company. The guy is bold. Like, he says some crazy things. And I would, I'm thinking, if I'm your client, you know, I'd be like, man, can I really trust this guy with my business? But no fear. He has no fear. I mean, I wouldn't say some of the things he would say. I don't think God would want us to say some of the things, he, you know, how he would say it. But no fear. Right? I think what it is is we're, we're conscious of our words, of our actions, because we want to please God. Right? I want to please God. I don't want to please this guy for his business. I can care. I'm going to get your business regardless because he's just going to hook it up. God's just going to come through. Amen. Oh, man. Help us. Um, but, you know, some of the fears, too, are, like, again, inviting people to church, going to church, uh, or, or, you know, Afraid of what people may think of our walk and of our faith. What people, you know, what, how they look at us. Um, now we're not hanging out with them on Sundays. Now we're going to church. Not hanging out or going to the parties that we normally go to every year. Right? Inviting people to church and or talking about our faith. Things that really matter, just like I touched on earlier. Those are true struggles we all struggle with. I struggle with that. I'm sure we all struggle with that. But God's word reminds us not to fear. And um, two scriptures I'm going to share about what the Lord says about fear. Isaiah 43.1 Don't fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. God actually commands us not to fear. Not to fear. The phrase fear not, through my research here, is, is God tells us 80 times. That's a lot of times. 80 times? I think if someone says don't fear 80 times, it'll stick in there, right? Right? Don't fear. There's a reason why he says it so many times. Because he knows the enemy uses it. He knows the enemy uses it. He uses fear to decrease our hope and limit our victories. It's a process. It's a process. Uh, the second um, scripture is Matthew 6.34. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is one of my favorite scriptures. This is the, one of those scriptures that comes to mind a lot because when we have a brother or sister worrying about something coming up, we can use this to provide God's comfort. Amen? Like, why would we worry about tomorrow when we don't even know what's coming tomorrow? Why? It's a waste of energy. Right? We can only handle what's what we're dealing with right now at this moment. 
But we forget that at times. We forget that at times. Second area I want to focus in is, is, this is a big one, is pride. Help us, Lord. Um, we can be prideful with our job titles, positions that we, ha we have, um, our statuses and accomplishments, right? We can be prideful in, 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 a, in a lot of different ways. First um, John um, chapter 2, 15, verse 15 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Wow. Wow. What does that mean? Do not love the things of this world. It's a lot. It means a lot, right? We can enjoy. So I feel like God created all these amazing things for us to enjoy. But when we're putting it in front of Him, that's when we're loving whatever it may be. Amen? Deuteronomy 8, 17-18 Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Oh, fool. Oh, we're a fool. I've, I've thought of that at times, and right away I repent. It's not because of me, it's because of you. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant, which He swore to your fathers, as it is this day. That's a promise He's made. Amen? It's nothing that we do. Help us, Lord. Help us give you all the glory, all the credit. Amen. Another area is uh, selfishness. So far, I'm all three. And I'm sure it's going to be the next one coming up too. How can we be selfish? Food, time, efforts. Almost anything we can be selfish with. Amen? Let's be real. Let's be real this morning. But Philippians 2, 4, 8. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He came as a servant. Not for himself. He came for us. We need to have his same mind. It's not easy. It's not easy. But through his word, he can fill in the gap. And he can remind us. I, I, you know, just the other day I was watching uh, Movement Mortgage. It's one of their, they're one of the top national lenders in the country. The CEO is an ex-NFL player. He spent, I think, three or four years in the NFL. And they had his message to his uh, company um, on the internet. And uh, it was so powerful, so powerful. Um, so as the market's changing, the mortgage market's changing, 
um, rates are going up, less people are qualifying, um, and that means less business. But you have all these ginormous companies that have 500 to 1,000 employees that have to make corrections or adjustments because they can't afford to pay these people as business is going down, right? But his message, the foundation of his company is love and the care for people, which was so awesome. And you can tell he's a, a, a man of faith because he was talking about God. He said God has plans for you, you know? And the most beautiful thing he said that reminds me of this is his, in his three years, he had all these highlights, you know, and he can't remember the highlights or all the, all the things he experienced during that three-year period. You know what he, what he will never forget? Is the five people that called him after he was let go. How, how many of us have done that? The five people that called him and saying, hey, this is not the end. This is, not, this is God's plan. He has something better for you. Amen? And that's what he encouraged his people through God's love. Take 10 minutes, guys, right now. Reach out to the 200 people we had to let go that are probably afraid for, for their life, for their livelihood. Right? Start all over. Some of them spent 5, 10 years. Now they have to start all over. Right? Sometimes it can just be a call. I was so grateful for that. I was so grateful for God's uh, scripture here because guess what? Next person that leaves the company I work at, I'm calling them. I'm sharing Christ with them. I'm sharing His love with Him. Right? Just that call will give them hope. Will tell them the truth that He's going to take care of you. So let this mind be in you, which is also is in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in likeness of men, and being found in, a, in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Oh, complete opposite of what, how we live, how we are. But, um, but with him, he fills in that gap. He reminds us, he helps us to make that call next time that we are in that situation. Amen? Um, the last one is forgiveness. Forgiving people that have done us wrong, not only forgiving people, but some of us have to forgive ourselves of some of the things that we may have been a part of. Um, initially, I just put, you know, forgiving people for what they have done to us, but really quick after that, God said, not just other people. Some of us are going through things that we have to forgive ourselves for. And um, I'm grateful for him sharing that with us. Um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. This is NLT. 
make allowance for each other's fault. This is something that I've shared with the youth several times. We're not perfect. We're going to have faults to each other. Amen? Amen. Can, we see, can we agree to that? Yeah. Right? It's going to happen. He says, make allowance. Allow it, guys, because he knows it's going to happen. We're going to do that to each other. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Amen? Amen? Again, um, just the things that we deal with, we challenge with, selfishness, pride, all these things will make our brothers and sisters at times feel uncomfortable, right? But we have to remember, make allowance for each other's faults. He's telling us, it's okay, forgive him. No one's perfect. Matthew 6, 14 through 15 if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive you your sins. We have to take that really seriously, church. And again, we can only truly forgive with Christ. If your heart really, if you really, really sincerely want to forgive someone or yourself, God will make that happen. And you will be able to just be free in that, um, in, in, his, in, that in His glory. I personally, you know, right when I met the Lord, I had to forgive a couple of people. I had to forgive myself. It was the hardest, hardest thing in the world. The hardest thing in the world. I thought it was the end of the world. But you know what was amazing? When he came and he filled in that gap and he allowed me to be a part of his, that glory, his, his, his love, his compassion, his faithfulness, it was the most amazing thing in the world. And it was, I got to be set free. If I see those folks again, hey man, I'm just like you. Just like you. All right. We are coming to a close. So these are some of the examples of the areas that we struggle with and honestly could be really tough to deal with. But like I said, with Christ, anything is possible. Everything is possible. We just need to continue to seek Him and, um, and continue to also trust Him, not just seek Him. So when we seek Him, we hear these scriptures but we have to trust them now. We have to trust it, that we will be okay. Even though at times when we're, when we're um, prideful and we're trying to surrender from that, we may look like a fool to this world. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Um, 
He wants to set us free so that we can rejoice daily in His glory. Just like I experienced and most of us have experienced. Um, so, we serve a God that is worthy of it all. Amen? He deserves everything. Um, he surrendered everything for us and He wants to help us surrender the areas that we struggle with. Amen? Um, so as I said, we're coming to close. Uh, worship team, you guys can come on up. In your hands, you guys have your citizenship. Um, for that of you <clears throat> can be the citizenship of this world it can be the citizenship of heaven the true kingdom um, if, if we can all just stand reason we're here today family is um, I know we all struggle with all of these areas and different areas that only you and the Lord knows and <clears throat> you know Ray talked about the immigrant king Jesus being here as an immigrant and we have our citizenships in your hand this morning and if you haven't, uh, if you haven't accepted your citizenship to heaven, to Jesus Christ, this morning we're going to give you the opportunity to come up here to the altar, to His feet, and receive your citizenship and leave behind the citizenship that you have in your hand. Surrender the things that you have in your heart, in your mind at his feet we can only do it with him we can't do it on, our, on ourselves we can't do it with each other we can only do it with him we're going to be taking communion this morning it's the body and the blood he shed for us he gave us all everything and he wants to help us surrender everything that we're struggling with. So I ask you this morning just to take, as you come up here and you lay those things that we're all being, that we're all dealing with and surrendering the citizenship of this world, not to love the things of this world, but to seek him and the heavenly things. So please, I encourage you as your brother. And God this morning wants to help you fill in that gap, whatever that may be. Lay all it down to his feet and accept your citizenship to heaven into the relationship with him by taking communion. So whoever that may be,
whatever, whatever thing that you may have that you want to surrender, the Lord is here. He's present and He's asking you. Just like John was begging all the people that were there, repent. He's coming. God has a, it, it's, it's all the compassion, the love, the humility, everything that John presented in that passage is because of Christ. It's Jesus. It's His mind in John's head. And that's what, he, that's what um, the Lord is asking you to do. He's, he's begging you to come and spend some time with Him at the altar to help us surrender what we are dealing with. Scripture in, in, in Psalms 55:12, He says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and He shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. We serve an amazing Father. We can't do it alone. And His faithfulness is always available to us. Prayer team, if you guys could just be available. Um, we're just going to just take communion. And again, anything that you guys have for the Lord this morning that you'd like to surrender to Him, um, please take some time at the altar with Him. love you to visit our church at 451 West Lambert Road, Suite 204 in the city of Brea. Our service times are Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. For more information, please visit our website at www.thewaybrea.com or you can download our church app by visiting your app store and searching The Way Brea. Be blessed.